Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. Today we get to play a game, and the game we get to play today is the hate speech game. (laughs) Today we're going to be looking at several different quotes by notable people, and we're going to try to identify the one that is considered hate speech. So let's play. Let's get right into it here. The first quote says, There will be blood in the streets. That one was said by Loretta Lynch. Okay, quote number two. Who says protests have to be peaceful? That one, Chris Cuomo. Quote number three. There needs to be unrest in the streets. Okay, that one is from uh, Ayanna Presley. And quote number four. Protesters should not let up. That's one. that one from Kamala Harris. Number five. I just don't know why there aren't uprisings all over this country. Maybe there should be. That's a quote from Nancy Pelosi. Okay, how about our next quote? You get out and create a crowd, and you push back on them, and you tell them they are not welcome anymore anywhere. That's a quote from Maxine Waters. And our last quote, quote, go home with love and in peace. Remember this day forever, President Trump. All right, so we're going to set the clock here and we're going to see if you can identify the one quote that is a hate speech quote. The only one of these statements was considered violent and hateful and inciting people to violence. So let's give you just a few seconds more, and uh, we're playing the Jeopardy theme uh, maybe now. No, maybe we won't. Okay. Oh, look at that. Time's up. All right. So we're going to now identify which one of these statements was hate speech. And if you picked President Trump's quote of go home with love and in peace and remember this day forever, You are correct, and you have won yourself a cookie. Go to the pantry now. (laughs) No, that is definitely the one that uh, our media right now is identifying as hate speech and that it's inciting violence, and not just our media, actually. Uh, We are going to take a look today on the war on free speech by our high-tech monopolies. And, And... you know, things are changing rather rapidly, you just like not just every day right now, but it seems like almost w- within every hour. And and so I wanted to cover this today and and really one of the quotes that we need to keep in mind as we as we dive into the subject is uh the quote by Evelyn um Beatrice Hall in in 1906. She said, uh, "I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it." Uh, that quote right there is, I think, something we need to to keep in mind because it it highlights the fact that we don't have to like what other people say. We may not like it at all, and we may think that it's something that people shouldn't even hear. That if they hear it, that that it's it's something that that, that could lead them astray, and that they're not going to discover truth or or whatever the case may be. But the fact that people can say what they want to say is a right given by God that we should preserve. And we we have it in this country. It's something that is written right into our Constitution, right into the very first 
of our articles there. But, but yet, right now, it appears that there are those that don't like that. And that is something that they want to do away with, that right of free speech. I believe that open and honest discussions benefit everyone. If you have an open and honest discussion about any topic, it doesn't matter what it may be. It could be something about the 1906 Yankees. I, 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 who knows? If you have an open and honest discussion, some, uh, a discussion where, I mean, it can be a debate, doesn't matter, but this discussion covers uh, a topic and, 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 and there can even be more multiple sides, more than one, more than two, but different people are coming together and they're honestly giving their opinions. They're honestly giving, uh, trying to, to get across their points. And from this, people benefit. That discussion benefits everyone. And, and to squash that is just something that, that will damage a society in the long run. Uh, I, I know that it, it wasn't that long ago when China came to Google and, Google, and China said, you know, we want to have your services uh, in our country. We want to, uh, people of China to have Google and the ability to search, have a search engine like yours. And, and, and yet, of course, China being communist, uh, they, they don't have freedom of speech there. They said that we, we want to give you our business, but there are demands. And the demands that we have is that we be able to censor anything off the internet. In other words, if I am in China and I want to, let's say, type something into to Google um, that would be maybe negative against the government. So I, wanna, I want to type in concentration camps, let's say, Chinese concentration camps into Google. Uh, I, that would not be able uh, to be accessed by me in China because Google said, okay, it, uh, we, we want access to, to all those billions of people. Uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to allow you as the Chinese government to censor the internet. The internet is not an open and free thing. We will block anything that you want us to block as long as you allow us to have access to all of your people. And so that's what, that's what Google said. And at the time I, I vocally opposed that. I, I was not for that at all. I spoke out against that because when you start going down that road of censorship, it is a terrible road to go. You are effectively doing away with free speech. And so those in China don't understand uh, all, all the, the facts uh, when it comes to certain issues, particularly those that are uh, anti their government. And so um, so the free speech is, is, is something they don't have, and they, are continued, uh, they, they continue not to have um, with help from companies like Google. Uh, that leads us to an article that I saw by uh, Joseph A. Wolfson, and he's from uh, Fox News, and it reads, Following Trump's brief suspension uh, after uh, the violence uh, that took place on Capitol Hill Wednesday, Twitter announced on Friday evening that the president will no longer be able to tweet. Quote, after close review of recent tweets from the at real Donald Trump account and the content around them, specifically how they are being received and interpreted on and off Twitter, we have permanently suspended the account due to the risk of further incitement of violence. 
the company wrote in a blog post. This is, it says here, highlighting two uh, relatively tame tweets from the president earlier Friday, one of which stated that he would not attend President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration on January 20th. The company argued that they had to be viewed in a wider context. Okay, so let's see what that wider context should be, that if you're going to ban President Trump because of a couple of tweets, let's take a look at those tweets. And and, and obviously, this is something they say incites violence. So let's let's see. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to warn you right here, okay? I'm going to warn you that, that if you are prone to uh, being incited into violence, that you maybe turn off the podcast for uh, or skip ahead for, for just a, a little bit, because I'm going to read both of the tweets that were, that uh, Twitter says that incites violence and that we have to permanently ban the President of the United States for. So here's number one. Okay, are you sitting down? Quote, The 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first, and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. Okay? Now, do not throw your phone. Do not throw whatever you're listening to here. Uh, do not drive off. If you're driving, do not drive off the side of the road uh, in anger. Uh, I, I understand that this has made you mad. But, um, but do not, I repeat, do not do anything that would be violent. Okay, uh, th- this this podcast is uh, here not to support violence at all in any shape, manner, or form, and and, and so uh, by reading this, I'm just simply doing it to inform you, not to incite you to violence. Okay, so if you were able to get through that one, let me read the last one. And I again, I'm giving you just a moment here to calm down. You know, breathe deeply. Uh, and, and try to take this in without being violent, okay? Here's the last one. Quote, To all of those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. Unquote. That is just completely unacceptable and will definitely incite riots. I, I just cannot believe that President Trump would do that, would tweet out something like that to all of those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. That just makes me so violently mad, and I know it does you too. And so for this reason, uh, President Trump has been banned, completely banned permanently from Twitter, and and totally understandable. Uh, So now you understand why this has actually happened. Uh, going back to the article, Trump's ban from Twitter appears to be part of what many have referred to as a, quote, purge, unquote, of the social media giant's users, including former pro-Trump attorneys Lynn Wood, Stacey Powell, as well as former National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn. Now, the Atola Khomeini has repeatedly made tweets inciting violence toward the U.S. Now, you know who uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini is. He's the leader uh, of Iran, and, uh, and, and he's, he's a very violent man himself. Uh, and he has repeatedly made tweets inciting violence toward both the U.S. and Israel. And in 
July, he vowed that the Iranian regime will seek revenge against the U.S. after the assassination of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani. Now, this is somebody who's on Twitter, but not really inciting violence, right? Um, they uh, did also remove a tweet uh, of his, though. So, so understand, they, they, they did not re- remove him or his tweets uh, trying to incite violence. But what they did do was they did remove a tweet about the COVID vaccine. And this is what he he did. So he tweeted out, they're completely untrustworthy. It's not unlikely they would want to contaminate other nations, unquote. So we can't have that as, uh, as free speech. That needs to be removed for the sake of humanity. We need to have that COVID vaccine tweet removed. Anything else, though, as far as trying to wipe out the U.S. or murder every single, uh, you know, Israeli, that kind of stuff, that's okay. All right? And we're going to allow him to continue to tweet. Uh, The article goes on to say that, that Twitter allows tweets from the Chinese government showing children in concentration camps. Uh, Also, uh, Venezuelan dictator Nicolas Maduro, uh, who, according to the United Nations Human Rights Council uh, and and their commissioned report, has committed extensive and systematic human rights abuses, uh, and and he still yet tweets. Uh, Other controversial figures who... Uh, still have active Twitter accounts, include O.J. Simpson, who joined Twitter 25 years ago after murdering his wife, Nicole uh, Brown Simpson, and Ron Goldman, uh, white nationalist Richard Spencer, and known anti-Semite Louis Farrakhan, or Louis Farrakhan, uh, all still have Twitter accounts. And, of course, we know that many of those, uh, they, they just don't incite violence, right? Uh, so let's move on to Breitbart uh, article, and Amazon is uh, booting social media platform Parler off of its web ho- uh, hosting service, uh, Amazon Web Services, or AWS. Quote, we cannot provide services to a customer that is unable to effectively identify and remove content that encourages or incites violence against others, the email added. Uh, quote, because Parler cannot comply with our terms of service and pose a very real risk to public safety, we plan to suspend Parler's account effectively Sunday, January 10th at midnight. And of course, they did do that. Uh, this is, we're, we're the next day here, uh, Monday. And so uh, we know that they actually did do that. And we also saw that um, the, uh, the leaders of Parler and those uh, that are running Parler uh, we're given uh, we're, we're given a warning, st- basically stating, "Hey, you know, you need to censor your your content more." Uh, they they basically said, "You know, would would you you know give us examples or whatever?" Uh, Amazon then on Thursday night uh, sent uh, an email saying, "Hey, this this uh, uh, this matter is resolved, and we we consider it resolved, so no problem." And then, of course, Friday is when they were given that, uh, that information that they were going to be removed by Amazon Web Services uh, so they can no longer be on Parler. Uh, Parler is already uh, home to several Republican lawmakers of high profiles, uh, um, uh, such as conservative uh, media mem- uh, members known uh, and, and uh, family members of Donald Trump. 
Uh, Amazon's decision to ban Parler from its web hosting services arrives in the wake of Google and, and Apple banning Parler from their app stores, effectively excluding the app from Apple and iPhone smartphones. So, uh, so this, what happened is Google and Apple said, hey, we're not going to have you a part of our store, so you cannot download the app onto your uh, phone. And uh, and then of course Amazon came up and said, hey, we're going to remove you anyway. So uh, that so there now you have to understand that Parler was the number one app on the on these stores. Uh, a lot of people were going to this platform because it was a nonpartisan platform that did not um, uh, did did not remove any kind of posts because. They didn't like it politically, uh, wasn't politically correct, whatever. Um, and and so uh, when uh, Twitter and was is, is pulling their stuff, uh, then a lot of people went to Parler, and of course these uh, monopolies had to go ahead and shut that down because they were losing business. Now, Amazon, Google, and Apple's decision to ban Parler arrives on the heels of Twitter permanently banning President Trump from its platform, as well as Facebook and Instagram. Uh, locking the president out of his accounts in, uh, uh, indefinitely. Uh, su- Sunday, tomorrow at midnight, Amazon will be shutting off all of uh, our uh, services, they said, in an attempt to completely remove free speech from the internet. And this is from Parler CEO John Matsey. Uh, there is the possibility Parler will be unavailable on the internet for up to a week as we rebuild from scratch. He said, uh, we will try our best to move to um, a new provider right now as we have many competing for our business. However, Amazon, Google, and Apple purposely did this as a coordinated effort, knowing our options would be limited and knowing this would inflict the most damage right as President Trump was banned from the tech companies. This was a coordinated attack by the tech giants to kill competition in the marketplace, he said. We were too successful too fast. You can expect the war on competition and free speech to continue, but don't count us out. Uh, you know, I know that, um, I know somebody that has, uh, that retweeted a tweet of somebody saying they were going to go from Twitter to Parler. And this person that I know, um, they retweeted that and they put hashtag unbelievable. And for that, she got suspended. She got suspended for retweeting about somebody leaving Twitter and going to Parler and then said hashtag, hashtag unbelievable. And for that, she got suspended. You see, this is not about inciting violence. Let me be really, really clear here. This is a coordinated effort to shut certain people up and to limit free speech. That's what this is. This is dangerous and needs to be addressed immediately. This is not about what private companies are allowed to do or not do. These companies need to be broken up. And their Section 230 special privileges need to be removed. You see, these, these, are, these companies have, have been given these special privileges uh, to really act like a utility. They're not ordinary private companies. So when I was mayor... Um, we had a garbage company, for instance, uh, come to the, the city and say, okay, we have a contract with you and we'd like to renew that contract. And so they gave us a proposal and said, okay, if we can be the only 
garbage company in your city, then we promise to do this, you know, A, B, and C. They, again, wanted to be a monopoly. They said, okay, we want to be the only garbage company to be able to, to, to do business in your, in your city. And, and again, what they said was, if you want, if, if you allow us to do this, we'll, you know, put the prices at this and we'll, you know, we'll make sure everybody has a can, they don't have to buy their own, whatever. And they, they had all these different things. And they were basically considered a utility. They were given special privileges above and beyond what a private company would, would, would be able to do. If, if, if somebody else wanted to start a garbage company, they couldn't do it within our city because they had this contract, this, this, this garbage company had this co- contract to be the only ones there. They had special privileges. And that's what these companies, these high-tech companies have. They have had special privileges and they have acted like utilities, not private companies. And so when, when these, these, these privileges are that they have said that they want to be um, an open format. They want to be a, a, um, a company where anybody can say anything and they don't have any uh, ruling over what is being said. They're just the platform being used. Okay, so they need special privileges because if you post something on there and maybe it's slanderous against somebody else, well, you can't sue these high-tech companies because they're just the platform. They, somebody else put the slanderous thing on there and you need to go sue them or whatever, but we're not responsible as high-tech companies, you see. But now we know that that's not the case. They aren't just platforms. They aren't just there for anyone to use. They aren't just there for free speech. What they are is they're there to only promote certain speech. And they have censored those that would say something on their platform that would be against what they believe. And they, of course, are very leftist. And so uh, this podcast has deleted our Twitter account. We are no longer on Twitter. We're taking that step and we've taken it immediately. You you will not be able to find us there. Uh, We will continue our hunt for truth and we will not shy away from controversial issues. I promise you that. Now, I know that there is, uh, there is a movement right now to try to uh, censor uh, podcasts like this, that uh, they, they want to censor the, the, the free speech uh, cont- um, and, and, and very much like uh, what, what we get into when it comes to conservative type issues, when it gets to uh, Christian uh, or religious type issues. Uh, these type of things they don't want to, to have discussed. And so there is a movement to try to ban us. Uh, so I would say that we are going to do everything we can to, to continue, uh, and we will do that uh, for as long as we can. And yet, uh, at, there are, we are going to take some steps to, to put feet to our mouth. And we are going to, not feet in our mouth, but, but feet, uh, we're going to, to work out what we say. Not just talk, but we're going to do what we say. And that is, this podcast has deleted its Twitter account. Uh, we, we were still on Parler, and when Parler comes back up, uh, if, they, if they are able to, we will, uh, we will be there. And we are still on Facebook and a few others. Uh, we are working toward trying to uh, you know, allow access so you can hear us, but yet uh, not encourage what we have seen when it comes to this limit of free speech. Uh, we, you know, this country, we, we will survive this. We will. Um, but we are going to have to work hard, and we're going to have to work harder than ever before to maintain our freedoms. And I would, I would suggest to you that you do everything you can to, uh, to help 
promote free speech. That, uh, you know, there, there was a time when we didn't have these, these multimedia companies and we weren't able to, to speak as freely as, as we have uh, in recent times. And, and if it means that we, uh, we go back to that, then that, that's fine. But, um, but, and so we will survive. We will survive this. But this war and this all-out attack by these high-tech monopolies um, is, is something we need to fight. And, and when it comes to these leftists basically book-burning us, this is, this is not something that, that we can stand for. This is not something that we should sit back and just say, you know what, it's going to happen. We need to fight and we need to work hard for the freedoms that we have. And, and in this case, the freedom of free speech. So if uh, so, I'm going to promote free speech here. If you would, uh, you know, send us an email or uh, find us on on uh, one of the platforms that we are uh, currently on, I would love to hear what you have to say. And uh, that uh, email address is for uncommon sense at gmail.com. That's for f o r uncommon sense at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>